Welcome to the Safety Guy podcast with Jesse McClellan from ROI Safety Services. We hope you enjoy this episode. Greetings. My name is Jesse. I'm with ROI Safety Services, and I am thankful and I want to acknowledge you for taking the time and viewing this short podcast. Uh, the podcast is going to be a pretty simple format, uh, it's a conversation between myself and whether you're a manager, business owner, it doesn't matter. Uh, the content we're going to cover uh, is applicable to anybody uh, in terms of working within OSHA's requirements in general industry and even in construction. So the purpose is to identify the need for safety programs. What, what are they? Who do they apply to? Um, what is the purpose of them? And determine what safety programs actually apply to you and your industry. We'll talk about job hazard analysis, which are extremely important. I believe that this single activity can change a way a business runs in terms of safety and compliance in protecting your employees. And I paused because to me, I really want you guys to to get what I'm saying in terms of a job hazard analysis. I wanna spend some time on this so that you can fully comprehend the importance of doing a JHA. I don't care if you have one employee to a thousand employees. A JHA is super, super important for every company to implement. So a job hazard analysis. If you do this single function in your organization, it will literally transform the way you guys do business in terms of safety and compliance. So that is that is something I want you guys to get and we will spend a little bit of time on that. And then how do we implement these programs? Um, you know, all too often we go into businesses and we do a gap analysis, which is basically we go in there, we look at hundreds of different items. And at the end of the day, we say, this is where you're at. This is where you, what you need. And this is how we help you to bridge the gap to get into compliance. So 90% of the time we go into a facility and we do see the required documented programs, but they're typically from somebody who previously worked there, somebody who spent time on them and then left or moved on to a different department. Or most often we see the program given to them by the insurance companies, which is fine. Those are, those are pretty good programs. But when it says the company 20 times, when it said, should say your name, I know that it's not being implemented effectively. So whether you get your program from OSHA, from your insurance company, or just Google it, it, it doesn't really matter. You're gonna get a good program. Well, at least a program that's gonna meet the requirements Hopefully, what we can do is we'll take that program, we'll, we'll take the, the structure of the program and we assimilate it into your site specific needs. And that's what we wanna do. That's the outcome. That's our goal. Um, so that is primarily one of the main areas of emphasis in today's training. So JHAs, programs, effective programs. And then, and then we can talk about the benefits of a program. And of course, how do we sustain a program? How do we keep the program from just sitting up on that shelf, collecting dust, 
until OSHA comes. And then it's, oh man, I need to go get that program. And then OSHA will look at it. You will not get fined for having a program, which is good. That's 250 bucks right off the bat, um, maybe more. But again, you know, is that a big, not a really big citation, but it is, it's, it's, it's a fine you don't need. Now, is it an effective program? That's a whole nother area that OSHA will and no doubt take a look at. So then OSHA could potentially look at training records. They can interview employees. They can just follow down that rabbit hole and then really identify the needs for an effective program. And yes, you can get fined on having an ineffective program. So the real reason why we're doing this, I mean, JHAs, effective programs, those are all designed to assist you with this one activity. And that is to save employees from getting hurt or worse fatalities. We do not want fatalities in the workplace. Unfortunately, we're probably averaging right now around 6,000 to 5,000 per year in the USA. That includes roadway activities, falls, um, homicides even. Homicides have gone up over the last decade. You know, active shooters become a pretty popular topic that we do. Um, fire and explosions. These are all work-related injuries. And now we have COVID-19. Let me tell you about this. Our workers' comps, what rates are going to skyrocket because of COVID-19. Not this year, maybe not even next year, but I guarantee you it'll be in the next three year cycle, workers comp rates are gonna go up. We have never, at least in my lifetime or career dealing with OSHA compliance, have took taken a, a pandemic or a flu or a virus and actually put it or identified it as a work-related injury. Not saying that it, it, it can't happen or it's not true, but we've never put the seasonal flu in this category. Um, we, we didn't do this with um, H1N1. That, that was a pretty big pandemic. And this is unprecedented. And I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in the near future. I do know this. I'm pretty sure workers' comp rates are going to go up. So that being said, I want to make sure that we, we understand the ground rules and how we proceed forward in terms of presenting this material for you guys. So some additional uh, areas we wanna talk about is, is cost. Cost is a huge impact, as I mentioned with COVID-19. Um, I believe that workers' comp rates will go up. So that being said, we need to do everything we can across the board to cut costs. How do we do that? A safety program, a JHA management getting on board is all going to help. So those are some areas that we want to take a look at um, just overall to get our costs down because they will be increasing. Um, the benefits of a program, we will absolutely cut costs if we have an effective training program. Absolutely. We will get our people engaged, enrolled, into what we want to see the outcome to be and that is zero injury. And yes, zero injuries is 100% possible. I worked for a company and they 
set goals every year, just like most of us do. And I couldn't get them to, to support a zero injury workplace or at least behind the scenes. Sure, we could say we want zero injuries up front, but do we really believe it? Do we 100% believe that we can achieve this goal? They did not believe that. So we set a goal at 95% injury rate or lost time rate. I'm here to tell you now, I am 100%, and I say 100% with 25 years of experience, of experience managing these programs, you can achieve zero injuries on the job. So I believe this with, with everything in me that we can all achieve this, but we need the right tools. We need support. We need a plan. We need to set these goals. We need to get everybody enrolled. ROI safety can do this for every company that we partner up with. So I don't want you guys to get intimidated or think that, oh, it's gonna be super expensive. Oh, we don't have the time. Yes, you do. We can help you navigate through the process of implementing programs, rolling them out, training your folks, and then following up, getting everybody engaged. This is all possible. I've worked with major, major corporations on implementing these powerful, effective programs. So these benefits are going to be huge. For sure, we can count on a reduction in workers' comp rates because we won't have any injuries. So we want to make sure that you guys understand there is going to be a commitment from top management to get this done. We want to make sure that you fully understand that you will need resources to create these training programs, to get everybody enrolled with training and engagement. It starts off with management. Leadership needs to take the leadership role. We need to be fully engaged and enrolled in the entire process. Setting long-term, short-term, immediate goals is absolutely part of this process. How do we do that? Well, first we need to have a written, documented safety policy. Okay, it could be something very simple. We are committed to a zero workplace. Um, we, we are commit, dedicated, committed, or we are, you know, something to that nature. We are committed to a zero injury workplace. This is how we're going to do it. We are going to provide monthly training, monthly inspections. We're going to commit uh, resources to the safety committee to engineering groups, to various other departments, and we're gonna, we're gonna make this happen. We're gonna set very, very clear, well-defined goals. And then you communicate it to your staff. You let everybody know this is our intention. This is our goal. This is what we will achieve, okay? We need to speak in creative language. This is what we will achieve. So the next step is to get your people enrolled and participating in the overall commitment and goal to your program. How do we do this? We hold training events. We make sure that we post our policies and goals everywhere. We can put them on portals, in the lunchroom, uh, any, anywhere that makes sense, even above urinals. There's, there's no areas that we don't want to leave 
um, you know, uh, uncovered with, with with our policies. Anywhere we could put something that that we can get everyone engaged and reminded about what we're doing. Zero injuries, 100% zero injuries in the workplace. That's what we want to achieve. And there's lots of ways of doing this um, in terms of setting your goals, setting expectations, communicating this, and, and we can assist you with all of these. One of the first things we like to do is a survey just to see where your people are and how they perceive or how safety occurs to them. And that, this is a process in and of itself. It does take some time and it is a, an experience that will absolutely change the way as a manager or owner of a business, how you understand your people and what they perceive the workplace safety to be. So leadership and management, employees all need to work together to make a zero injury free workplace happen. How do we get them involved? Continue to train, make sure they report any kind of near miss or even an injury. Um, one of the downfalls I have seen is when you, when you go after an aggressive goal of zero injuries, sometimes you might get people not reporting injuries and that's not the intention behind this. We want all injuries reported. Okay, we have an injury. We didn't hit our goal, but you know what? We're not gonna give up. And that's the, that's the role management needs to take. And we need to get everyone involved in that kind of thinking. So what if we have a goal? Or so what if we have an injury and we didn't hit our goal? Well, let's pause for a second. Find out what happened. What went wrong? Do a root cause analysis. And you know what? Take a step back. Let's revamp our goal. We're going to go for zero injuries in the next quarter and then head down that path with a new focus. Um, that's the approach I've taken over the years. There's always that possibility of a zero injury workplace. Never let that leave your, your future-based thinking in terms of, oh man, we failed. We can't do it. That's not true. That, that is 100% not true. Again, we can help you with these kinds of thinking, ways of thinking and, and how to overcome these hurdles. Um, everybody needs to get engaged. Everyone needs to participate. We need to identify these programs that you need. We do that with the gap analysis. We develop these programs. We train your folks on these programs. We get everyone enrolled. We, we definitely set really aggressive goals. We wanna make sure that everybody gets involved from top to bottom. There should be no one uninvolved in this program. Even the contractor should be involved. So job hazard analysis, these are one of the key deliverables that need to get accomplished within an organization that expects to have zero injuries. And how do we do this? This will be one of the first programs we wanna roll out with your safety committee and to top management is identifying key areas in your organization or key processes where you, where you wanna focus this program on. So if you have assembly lines or um, production lines, anything to do with um, any of your high hazard production lines or even any, any production line really, we wanna focus on doing a job hazard analysis where we break every step down by process and we look at the hazards. Now, we would come in 
and lead you through this process, maybe the first couple of days, and then your team on the front line will actually take the lead role and start creating these job hazard analysis on a regular occurrence. And depending on the size of your organization and how many process or different processes you have, you could have between 20 to 100 JHAs. It really depends on, on your organization. But these job hazard analysis are very, very effective tools to achieving this goal. So step one is just identifying the hazards. What hazards do we have here? You can look at old data, um, lagging data where we've had injuries, where we've had near misses. Um, so those are some areas we'd wanna focus on. We'd wanna do regular inspections of your workplace and identify the low lying fruit is typically what we would see first. So any kind of trip hazards, emergency evacuation, uh, blockage, uh, labeling, those are things that we see every day in, at, at any given company. So looking at uh, any kind of hazards that are just right there in front of our face. Uh, JHAs will actually dig in, dig much deeper than, than seeing the low-lying fruit. So JHAs, uh, regular inspections are, are all gonna play a part in what we do. And then looking at injuries, injuries are, are an area we would wanna investigate very, very thoroughly to ensure that they never happen again. We never wanna see an injury happen of the same type. If we do, shame on us, we did not do a good job in preventing that injury. So looking at injuries um, will also help us determine where the JHAs need to go. Um, and then we wanna look at education and training. This other area is once we determine that we have all the JHAs we need, or at least we have a good start, we get our programs together, get our safety committee together, we get manager bought in, and we wanna roll out a very powerful safety program. And it could look something like this. You have 12 months in a year, you have, a, you have about a dozen topics that you probably should be covering every year. I recommend putting aside an hour a month or more or less, it depends on the industry you're in, um, in laying out your program for the entire calendar year or starting whenever you start, go out 12 months or maybe go out a quarter, depending on, on how aggressive your goals are, but putting together a plan of action. So putting that down on some kind of measurable uh, timeline. So you, using a SMART goal is always a good idea, making sure that you identify what you wanna do, by when, how much time you're gonna have and who's gonna do it. So it could look something like this. We, we wanna start off a monthly safety training for every department. We're gonna to commit to one hour a month. We are setting the goal at 100% attendance. What, 100% attendance? Yes. Now, how do we do that? A couple ways. We have the, the meetings at the same time every month at the same location and we don't change much. We, we hand out flyers, emails, we get everybody involved and, and post posters up. 
uh, do everything we can to get everybody aware of that specific training date and time and the topic. Keep it at the same time every month. It makes it much easier for people to plan around that and then get everybody's enrollment in it. Make sure your managers are accountable. Keep them accountable. Do two to four sessions a month just to make sure you get everybody. Uh, if you're a small company, then maybe you only need one. But always have a makeup class, but never really talk about that openly. And that should help with the stragglers, people that are sick, people that can't make it that day, or record it. With Zoom, everybody's getting recording now. Everybody's recording their, their training. We're, we're recording it. So we do offer that um, to our customers as an added benefit that they can log into our website and look at a training that we provided for them at a later date. So those are some other options. Again, every company is going to have different scenarios and circumstances that ROI safety can absolutely help you with. We understand everything is, is very fluid and production cannot stop. I get that 100%. I spent my career in the production environment and have managed quite successfully to achieve zero injuries in the workplace um, navigating through these you know through these rough production uh, loads so we, we just gotta get creative uh, maybe you do more than one training class a month maybe you do several it just depends so we can help you navigate through that One of, the, one of the areas we definitely want to help you with is multiple work sites. If you have multiple locations, we can absolutely help you. We have many clients that have sites all over the, the state and country. Um, so they are, there are some challenges, but what we can do, we, we normally will identify the, the home base or the headquarters, implement the, the programs and policies at that location. Once we get that dialed in, we would roll it out to other locations. So it's absolutely possible, but we do rec recommend a starting point and that be your headquarters so that you guys can be the leader and example. Now, okay. so one of the things we wanna do when we do a JHA, a job hazard analysis is get a key group engaged in this process. So that's something where, where we would normally start early on in our relationship and identifying those, those individuals, training them, and then having them go out and do the JJs within their organization. So that's an area I wanted to make sure you guys understood. So in summary, we wanted to review the activities needed to create programs in the workplace and not only create programs, but create effective, powerful programs that can lead to a zero injury workplace. So identifying your programs, determining which programs apply uh, through a gap analysis, um, putting together a job hazard analysis team is, is a powerful way of making sure that you cover every area in your, in, in your company. Um, identifying various departments 
and areas that are high risk and really laser beam, laser beam focus on them and make sure that they uh, get enrolled in this program. So the benefits are huge. Uh, we need to make sure that we understand the goals. So management needs to get involved and support this entire process, creating a, a management or a, um, Oh, creating a, creating a safety policy. That's what we need to do. So create a safety policy. Now, one of the things management needs to do is put together a safety policy and roll that out to all levels of the organization with clearly defined goals and expectations and getting everybody enrolled in this goal. Thank you for your time. We would love to hear back from everybody and and if you would like to meet with us do a zoom call maybe meet in person we are open uh, to support every organization and i appreciate your time thank you thank you for listening to our podcast if you would like more information on this topic call or email us at 714-520 1608 or reach us at info at roisafetyservices.com. Thanks and have a great day.